Welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And there was something I forgot to mention last week. Well, there's a few things I forgot to mention, but there's one particular thing I forgot to mention, which I need to perhaps um, draw your attention to before we start. Last week was the 50th episode of Therapy for Me. Um, Now, that would suggest that we've nearly been running a year, but there's been uh, an extra thrown in in there and in terms of one extra on I did in coronavirus and also we had an episode that was given over to um, Christian Payne's um, story of his break in Mevagissi. So uh, we're not quite at a year but we did hit episode uh, number 50. Um, so I probably should have mentioned it and completely forgot to but I'll, I'll draw your attention to it now. Um, and then we can dive straight into episode 51 after we've heard a little bit of that jangly guitar. <laughs> It's not a today's story as it goes, it's a yesterday story. Um, I went out for a run um, yesterday, as I tend to do on a Sunday, and uh, I normally run a a 10k and I have a route that takes me in and out of uh, Home Firth, which is the the town next to the village where I live. And um, and I set off and because um, we had to get out for football, because the eldest had got a game, a football match that had, had its potentially was going to have its time shifted, so we'd have to travel. Um, I I had to go out early, so I went out about quarter seven under the cover of darkness, um, and I was well on my way and enjoying my run. And I got um, the turn points about three point seven miles in, which the first thing you're going to say is, well, how does that work? Because the ten k six point two miles, how do you turn at three point seven? Um, but the route I take, because I end up finishing at the um, news agents to buy the Sunday Times on the way back, um, means that it's it's longer out and slightly shorter shorter back. So, uh, and then I walk home from the the news agents. So, I'd got to the turn at sort of three point seven. It's right near a coffee shop called Block in Home Firth, which is a fun, has a very good coffee, and. Um, and and as I turned and started to come back, I felt a twinge in my left hamstring. Now, I've been having twinges in my hamstring for uh, a little while. It, it comes from doing the things you shouldn't do when you're 49, which is um, when you're doing underage football training, um, trying to get too involved in the game. So I'd overstretch to try and get a, a, you know, a, a, a ball that had been kicked uh, in my direction, and and I'd, I'd, about six seven weeks ago, I'd I'd noticed that I tweaked my hamstring a little bit, but it wasn't too bad, and it hadn't really um, sort of ended up being anything, and it it had been slightly painful for a couple of runs, but hadn't really had had settled down, uh, and it it went. And it went as I turned and started to run back, and it was getting painful quick, and it was also getting warm. Um, and so I stopped and I stretched, uh, which, as it turns out, is the thing you're not supposed to do when you've actually got a hamstring injury. And I started running again and I ran for a few hundred yards and I realized that I was going to have to stop because it was getting really, really painful. And if you've n- never had a hamstring injury, if you imagine that moment where you wake up in the middle of the night and you're, you're, there's, a, there's a pain in your leg and your leg is kind of out straight and almost rigid and it feels like it's kind of tense or you've trapped a nerve or something well that's what it that's what a hamstring 
um, injury feels like. Um, and so I I started walking, trudging slowly, you know, backwards. But I was still a good sort of two and a half miles away from from home, and it was it, we, we're still relatively early in the morning, so we're still sort of half seven ish, just after half seven, whatever it was. And I'm walking back through along the high street in Home Firth, and of course there's nothing open, and I don't take my phone with me. I just have my watch and my AirPods because I've got some music on my watch, and I don't need to be carrying lots of stuff. So I've never taken a phone on any of any of my runs, um, and I'm, I'm walking along, and it's raining and it's cold, and I'm and I the initial and, and when I run, I don't I I tend to get warm quite quick, so I, I don't worry. You know, I'll go out, I'll be cold when I walk out the door, but within a few hundred yards, I'm warmed up, and and so you know that's all fine. So I'm walking along, and I think to myself, I'm gonna have to find some way of calling home and get. Mrs. S to come and pick me up, um, and there's nowhere open, so I end up trudging to the police station, and there's no door or way to get into a police station. In fact, I don't even know if Homeforth Police Station is is somewhere you can get to as a member of the public. Um, but there was a lot of people sat in a big office downstairs, so I went and brayed on the window, and they're sort of. As I as I knocked on the window, they're kind of squinting to look through because it's very light in there and it's it's dark outside. And of course, what they see is some kind of you know uh, random guy in in a mixture of um, lycra and and high high vis coloured running shirt. And somebody tentatively opens the the window. Um, I don't know why they were concerned. They've been trained for these kind of moments. And um, and I sort of said, "Is it possible that somebody could just phone my wife and ask her if she could come and pick me up because I've, 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 you know, I've injured myself running and I'm, I'm getting quite cold." And um, a, a, one of the policemen was just walking out, so so somebody shouted across to this guy who just who just walked out and said, "Oh, can you can you phone this chap's, um, you know, wife?" And he ended and he sort of came along and he said, "Yeah, no problem. What's the number?" And then he said, "Where are you?" And I said, "Well, I, I'm I'm a couple of miles away. I'm in Honley." And he said, oh, "I'll give you a lift." So my week started being given a ride home by the police in the early hours of Sunday morning, slightly under the cover of darkness, as I then got out the side of this police car, having chatted to Kevin, who was a very pleasant chap, and thanks, Kevin, for giving me a ride, and, um, and walking or limping, uh, as if I was in some form of distress, to the house uh, from this particular police car. And I can say to you... That hasn't happened before. Tuesday. Right, so the conversations are going around about Christmas films, and we're definitely into that moment. And we talked a little bit um, last week about the um, Home Alone, and somebody had done a fantastic um, cake um, based on the Home Alone house, and it and it got me thinking a little bit about Christmas films, and it got me thinking about Love Actually. Now. There's, I go lots of different directions with Christmas films. There are certain films that I love to watch at Christmas. Christmas isn't complete until I've seen at least one version of A Christmas Carol, which I still maintain is the greatest story ever written. So Christmas has to include at least one variant of Christmas Carol. Um, and maybe, in fact, the, do you know what? Next week we'll no doubt end up talking about Christmas Carol and my list of the top five variants of Christmas Carol. But there's a lot of other films that wait their way into the Christmas list. And obviously, um, you know, obviously Die Hard has to go in. Home Alone has to go in. There's lots of other things that work in quite nicely in the Christmas list. And of course, Love Actually has to fit in that 
that list. And I accept all the criticisms there are of Love Actually. I, I, I accept all the criticisms of it's, it's you know, Planet Curtis. It's a very specific demographic of people. It's not representative of society and all those kind of things. I accept all of that. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't enjoy what is a, a, a magical movie and has some really great moments in it. Um, and, you know, the Hugh Grant scenes are very, very good. Bill Nye, he's just absolutely amazing. There's lots of other stuff. There's lots of things to take a lot of joy in in terms of love, actually. Um, particularly, you know, Colin Firth, you know, marching through the streets and all those kind of bits. It's it's It really is one of those movies that does bring a smile there's 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 you know there's there's no there's no way of denying that um it's a feel-good uh romp but the bit i always like to think about is rowan atkinson and the place that rowan atkinson has in that film and you think of rowan atkinson and you think of the sequence that he does in the department store where he's wrapping the gift for alan rickman and that's obviously the bit that everybody thinks about. But what I love about Rowan Atkinson's performance in that film is that actually that's not why he's in the movie. That scene, that scene is a placeholder. That scene's not a placeholder, it's a setup, that scene. Uh, and he has to he has to be introduced into the movie at some point, and they they of course do that wonderful thing, and he does that kind of that kind of little moment and skit and that that like nobody else. So he does that wonderful, wonderful performance in the department store. But it's because he has to be introduced because he's the guy at the end who can't find his ticket or his passport or whatever it is he needs at the gate at the airport, which allows the distraction so the young lad can go and say goodbye to the girl at the airport. And that's the only reason Rowan Atkinson's in the film. And the reason why we know that's the only reason why Rowan Atkinson's in the film is because when he can't find his passport or his airline ticket or whatever it is, he looks to the camera. And that moment when he looks to the camera and gives you just that little little hint of a smile, you know, he could almost have winked, but he doesn't. He winks with his face without winking, if that makes any kind of sense. When he does that, you realise that he knows, that you now know, that the only reason he is in that film and the only reason why we have the scene in the, in the department store earlier on is so he can be placed at that point to create that distraction to let the rest of the movie play out. And I think that's absolutely wonderful. And, it's the, and, it, and next time you watch it, look for the point where he looks to the camera because it's just a beautiful, beautiful little moment in that film. Wednesday. I've got a little story to read you. So apologies because you will know that I'm reading it. It won't be the same as my normal sort of um, bits for um, a TFM. I read about this bloke and he was a member of a gym. For the sake of argument, let's call him Alex. It was a really great gym because not only was it right on Alex's doorstep, it had a wide and diverse range of facilities and the cost to join represented really good value when you took into account all the benefits he got back in return. Now the gym had a set of guidelines and you had to agree to these when you joined. But because it was a level playing field and all members had to follow the same rules, it meant that everybody was kept safe and more importantly, was treated equally. And the great thing was, this gym was always open. There were no restrictions on when or where he could go, 
and for how long? Now, one day Alex heard about another gym that apparently had a bigger swimming pool. Nobody could prove it was bigger, he just heard it was bigger. Now, it wasn't as convenient because it was a lot further away. And Alex had heard that the standards weren't quite as high as his current gym and that the water was really overly chlorinated. But they said they would be about the same price and that seemed good enough for Alex. So Alex went back to his current gym and told them he was leaving. He wanted the freedom, he said, to look elsewhere and not be bound by their rules. That's okay, said the manager of the gym. You have three weeks left on your subscription so you can carry on using the facilities until the end of December. But at that point in time, you'll have to leave. After doing a little more research, Alex realised there were certain things about his current arrangement that made a lot of sense. After all, the gym was very close by and had very high standards. And he was a little concerned that the other pool, whilst possibly bigger, might well sting his eyes. So he popped along to see the manager of his current gym. Look, said Alex, there are certain things that you guys have that I really like. And I want to be able to still use them as and when it suits me. Okay, said the manager. But I don't want to pay my membership fees, continued Alex. And I don't want to have to agree to your rules. I just want to be able to have the same access as everybody else on the things that suit me. Right, said the manager. And how do you think the other members will feel about that? He asked. Well, I think they should treat me as an exception. Because I'm Alex and I have a proud and noble history. Okay. So let me get this right, said the manager. It's important that you leave because you've made up your mind. And even now that you have all the facts, and it isn't what you thought it would be, you still feel you should go through with it. Yes, said Alex. However, you still want to keep using the gym because it's right on your doorstep, but at the same time you don't feel you should pay to maintain it or heat the water. Yes, said Alex. Okay, said the manager. Well, I'm sorry, I just don't think we can agree to that. But we do have a fallback option for visitors that I could offer you. It involves you filling in some paperwork every single time you want to get in. And you'll probably have to queue for a while because it takes a bit of a time to process the admin. Now, it's also the same pro rata cost as your membership, but there is an additional 10% supplementary tariff. That sounds perfect, said Alex. Where do I sign? Thursday. Okay, so I told you last week about baubles and the fact that um, I've made myself a repository uh, for baubles for this uh, live stream that's going on um, on Saturday. So I just thought I'd give you a quick bauble update. So um, we've had about 35 baubles turn up so far. Um, there's one more day to go. There may be a few more coming tomorrow, but that was probably about the number I kind of I kind of expected. So they've they've appeared, um, and it's been a delight. It's been an absolute delight to be getting them through the to be getting them through the post. There's been a, a proper assortment uh, of um, some tasteful, um, some not so tasteful, um, some downright 
well lobster-esque is all I can I, I can really say um, but it's been it's been really nice to see what each day is going to bring and what's actually dropped through the door and the only person who's probably struggled with it a little bit I think he's just about holding it together is Graham our postman who um, for whatever reason it appears that he's always raining this week when he's been dropping off things at our house and he's had to mess around with various different um, you know bits of kit to drop these things off because some of them were signed for and some of them weren't signed for and some of them involved scanning and some of them didn't so some of them were straight envelopes that he could just hand to me and other things he needed to scan before he could give to me and then other stuff I had to sign to say I'd taken delivery of. But it's been it's been quite a it's been quite a, a bauble fest of a ride, and I've ended up having to do a bauble spreadsheet to ensure that I kind of know when I get there um, tomorrow that I know that I've got everybody's um, baubles um, and that I haven't missed anybody, and that I can actually, if need be, I can name check and match a bauble to a you know to a um, to a sender to a a, a bauble donator. So this week has has been it's been bauble week, um, and I just kind of want to say thank you to everybody that's joined in and that everybody's sent them along, and they've all been they've all been catalogued, and I've done my best to make sure that they're all kept together and safe, um, and they'll all make their way down to Oxford for you know for Saturday, and that we'll find a way of getting them on onto the tree, and hopefully everybody uh, will see their baubles. <laughs> Friday. So here we are, five for Friday, um, where I'm going to rattle through five things that have just happened through the week, uh, some of which have, have, have happened today as well, uh, and give them all 20, 30 seconds uh, as a nice little sort of round up to the end of the, the end of the week. So first thing, and I should have mentioned this last week, um, but I've stuck it in for this week uh, because I need, I need, I need to do the shout out. So I have to say thank you to uh, Adele Amy, and Adele is somebody I've got to know through the Steve Hogarth podcast and she's in Jersey and we've interacted a little bit um, since since starting that podcast and she's asked a few questions and uh, been referenced a few times in in that one and she sent me some fudge she sent me a couple of little things from Jersey she sent a, um, a, a Jersey cow uh, tree decoration and she sent a postcard and she sent some fudge through so I need to say thank you um, for those things which was great they just appeared through the post didn't have any real clue they were coming uh and uh, and the fudge was fantastic and went very very quickly um and yeah so i just need to shout out and say thanks to adele uh, i think i've thanked her anyway but i need to shout out and say thank you for that because that was that was absolutely lovely to get something like that completely through the post without expecting it um i have to talk a little bit about um the christmas spotify so i put out um I made a, a, a my Christmas mix. Uh, I I published and put a link to that on last week's notes. I put it on this week's notes as well, and uh, and and a few people have have got involved and have and have listened to that and I've had some comments back and that's been great and I've had one person who's meld I think it was Ivor who's melded it into a playlist of his own so he's extended it out with a few things that he liked that I hadn't I hadn't put on um and so you know he's been listening to that all week which is which is great and it prompted uh, a message back from um Jeff who's uh, somebody else who's a uh, 
patron of this podcast, as well as the Steve Hogarth one. And Jeff uh, got in touch to say that he's got a playlist, which this is a really good idea. He's got a playlist, which is the original Now Christmas album. So for those of us who go back far enough, when that came out in probably the early early 80s or whenever that came out that was the original Christmas kind of album and that had the McCartney and the Slade and the Wizard and all that kind of thing had the Christopher Berger and, and, and what have you on it and uh, and he's actually done a playlist based on that because he thinks that's still the the definitive Christmas mix. And to a certain extent, I agree with him. Uh, there's some really great stuff on there. Um, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna either replicate that or see if he'll send me a link to that because um, that would be a bit of a, um, a a blast down memory lane. I've still got that on LP actually, um, and and that's and that's yeah, it's fantastic. So so thanks for that. I also need to thank Jeff who sent me some chocolates. Um, which are amazing. So thanks, Jeff, for that. They, they were really, uh, really, really appreciated. Uh, and um, I haven't got around to send you a message yet, but thank you for that. Um, then I saw a tweet. I saw a brilliant tweet um, which um, referred to Matt Hancock, which I'll try and find some way of sharing. Uh, but that just made me smile. Uh, and there's a picture of Matt, Han- uh, Matt Hancock um I nearly I nearly fell there because um, he's in one of the in the Romaniacs podcast. He's actually they refer to him as Hat Mancock, but uh, Matt Hancock. Um, and and there's a picture of him looking sort of rugged on the edge of a harbour, uh, and and it's just really funny. In ITV, well, he's got a little thing, but with it. So there's a picture, and it says in ITV's new drama, where a third body is found in the harbour, DCI Hancock is brought in. Can he catch the murderer? Spoiler. Of course he can't. After 24 hours of investigation, there are now 48 dead, nine ships have sunk, there are no birds anymore, and the moon is on fire. And that just made me laugh. It just made me laugh. When you see the picture, it just made me smile. So thank you, Ian Rowan, whoever you are who did that tweet. Uh, that really, that really kind of made me. That really kind of made me smile. Um, and then we've got two things to go. Uh, one is I bought myself a propelling pencil today. When did propelling pencils stop being called? propelling pencils and start being uh, being called mechanical pencils because I went in and asked for a propelling pencil don't ask me why I felt I wanted a propelling pencil but I haven't had one for years and I I, I quite like writing with a propelling pencil I went in and asked for a uh, propelling pencil and this chap looked at me as if I was you know if I just arrived from wherever and it turns out they've been rebranded as mechanical pencils and I had no idea so if anybody can shed any light light onto why uh, a propelling pencil now is 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 not a thing and a mechanical peasant pencil is um, I'd be very pleased to to learn that uh, which would be great and finally for your five for Friday um, finally got around starting to watch the second series of the Mandalorian and it is glorious i have wallowed in three episodes so far and it's just been absolutely fantastic so if you've not engaged with the mandalorian so far engage with the mandalorian because it's absolutely it's absolutely amazing and it's everything you want if you just want to be transported off for a little while um and three episodes in i'm 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 really loving I'm, i'm loving the second series having adored the first series so um so the Mandalorian is is as far as we go for this week. Uh I hope everybody's well. 
Uh, we're heading into that final week uh, before Christmas. Um, and I hope everybody's, you know, ready and worked out amongst themselves what they're going to do for their Christmas, their, their Christmas festivities and that it's it's the right balance of being safe and, you know, getting as much as you can uh, from those, those few days. Uh, and I will speak to you all next week. <laughs> therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production